Hello, Paul. Um, how are you? Hi, Jeremy. Doing well, thank you. In Kathmandu, yeah. Um, can you tell me, first off, what happened uh, last Saturday? Where were you when the earthquake struck? And what happened? Okay. Um, yeah, so I was in church with Jean and Jennifer... Um, Nepal has the church services on a Saturday, so that's their Sunday, and um, we, we were we'd just been um, given the reading for the message for the day, and it's um, four minutes to twelve when the um, the chap uh, giving the message um, was talking away. We started to get a um, a light rumble and um, I, I just jumped up and signalled to the pastor we all sit on the floor in church in Nepal um, men on the left, women on the right so I jumped up and signalled to the pastor um, and it took only a few seconds for the rumbling to start to get a lot more intense and, um, and that obviously uh, caused us to um, <clears throat> have more of a sense of urgency, uh, at which point we were trying to usher myself and uh, a couple of other people were trying to usher people down the stairway and out to the building because we were on the first floor. And um, as we got halfway down the stairs, I think that must have been the most intense part of the earthquake <clears throat> because I was thrown into another chap and... Um, there was a bit of chaos as we were on the stairs and um, we actually managed to get onto our feet and make our way out uh, of the building. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Um, you said there was a, a sense of urgency there. Was that some British understatement? So for the children, I'm imagining. Yeah, you know, actually, the, the children were on the ground floor in a separate room having their Sunday school um, at Saturday Church, that is. And, um, yeah, we got the children out. And we later went back into the church and found there to be a crack, perhaps halfway around the room. Um, of the children's room where they were holding Sunday school amongst other cracks in the building. Um, so we count ourselves quite fortunate. So just describe for us, Paul, what, what has it been like for you in this past week? After uh, the earthquake happened, um, we spent a number of hours um, outside on a large field where 
perhaps a few hundred other people started to congregate um, and um, whilst we were there in the, in the hours after it happened there were um, a number of aftershocks um, and tremors um, that were it was, they were quite um, distressing because um, you don't know when the next one's going to happen and you don't know when it happens how intense it's going to be so we were basically uh, just crouched down grabbing hold of each other when we when, whenever another tremor happened and um, we're on a large field perhaps more than 50 acres and to see the to, to kind of feel the whole that whole field moving um, you know um, during a tremor was both awesome and, and quite horrifying and, and distressing as well um, that was the few hours afterwards I'm now at a friend's house a few kilometres away and they very kindly took us in as a family, Jean, Jennifer and myself, um, for a few days. And um, and as I say, one of the most distressing things has to be the ongoing tremors. There's been about, altogether about 50 earthquakes or tremors um, since last Saturday. What things do we really need to be praying for, um, for the church and for everyone in Nepal? Um, I think there's, there's, there's at the moment an, an inevitable um, kind of uncertainty and a fear that, are, that surrounds that uncertainty. Um, Going back to my friend in the village, just a few kilometres down the road, he's very high-spirited, but he simply doesn't have a house, and he's living in a tent at the moment. Um, and, and it just signals a lot of uncertainty in the coming months. For Kathmandu, that's been as one um, a, a, a structural surveyor from the UK, said the other day, Kathmandu's been lucky in terms of the buildings that were de destroyed or, or the buildings that remained and, and were destroyed. Um, but it's the outlying villages that um, people will, both people will be, uh, have their livelihoods destroyed and also um, family members coming from Kathmandu and from the main cities of Nepal back out to the village will, will be having to um, kind of go into that situation and, and deal deal with that um, kind of destruction and, and um, you know destruction of uh, livelihoods and families really so there's a real prayer point there to really kind of um, that the Lord will really come, come alongside those um, that have experienced some of, some of the most, um, you know, the most devastation in their lives. So that, on one hand, there's, there's the, that side of it. On the other hand, there's, there's this, the, the, more pr the practical side of the aid 
uh, and assistance being able to come in and um, being able to help because um, Nepal really can't do it on its own and that's an acknowledgement from the government really in their request for help from the world um, and, and you know the logistics really just just the you know every penny will be um, used to its best you know 